Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. The title of my sermon is a question for you this morning. Are you exercising your God-given authority? Are you exercising your God-given authority? God, God has given you authority. God has given me authority, and it's time that we started exercising it. Now, the one scripture that always, most of the time, comes to mind when you talk about authority is found in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. We could all quote it. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over, okay, over, over, see, I'm waiting for the whole church to get it, over all of the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Now, the word power there is the exousia power, which is privilege. God's given us privilege, force, competency, freedom. Watch this, superhuman. And delegated influence. It's authority, it's jurisdiction. God has given us jurisdiction over this region. That's the reason God has sent the apostle here to head up this jurisdiction so that we can go out and make sure everything is done justly. Amen? I'm talking about, are you exercising your God-given authority? And I pray by the time you leave this service today that you realize that you need to start exercising your God-given authority because it's time. It's time. It also means liberty, power, right, and strength. <clears throat> I, give on, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents. And can I tell you that the word serpent there especially means Satan. So God's given us authority over Satan himself. And the word all there means whole. God has not given us part power. He's not given us a quarter of the power. He's given us all the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. See, Linda and Wendy and, and Shelby exercising her, they were exercising their authority for healing in her body. Just let me know when the report comes that it's all clear. Because I believe it's going to be. And by the way, thank you for representing us so well in the Distinguished Young Women's thing. They made an error. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You should have won it. But anyway, are you exercising your God-given authority? How often do you do that? All the time. We don't exercise our authority just on Sundays. Probably the best time to exercise your authority is on Monday morning when you just don't want to get out of bed and you don't want to face anybody. Right? Right? Exercise your God-given authority. The 12 disciples were given power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And if they were, wait a minute, the disciples were given power over all the power of the enemy. So if they were, and God's no respecter of persons, then we can. Even more so, because we, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, because we also have that dudamus power, Right? If they were, God's no respected person, so we can do that. Luke 9, 1 and 2. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils, over all devils, over all devils, all devils. What devil are you facing? What devil are you facing? Face him down. I dare you. Why? Because you've been given that authority to do so. 
over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the gospel, or to preach to the kingdom and to heal the sick. Now watch this. Verse 1 gave them power and authority. Interestingly, the word power here is the dudamus power, the dynamite power, the forceful power, miraculous power, ability, strength, and mighty work. So we have been tasked with, given authority to do the mighty works of God. And the word authority is the exousia, exousia power. So in the first before, it was power, exousia, right? And in this one, it's authority and exousia. Can I tell you that power and authority go together, and you got them both? In other words, we got a, a spiritual double-barrel shotgun. Amen. Let's go a little bit further. I'm talking about, are you exercising your God-given authority? If not, the time to start it is today. The time to start it is right now because he has given us power. And let me tell you, if you don't exercise it, it's just going to lay there. It's just going to lay there. And it's eventually going to die out and dry out. Right? Are you, ex are you exercising your God-given authority? Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power. That's the exousia power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. You have been given authority, force, dynamite power to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Most of the time what we do as church folk is we look up here and say it's the preacher's responsibility. It's the pastor's duty. Hogwash. It's our, as, as pastors, it's our responsibility <clears throat> to teach you that you have that power and for you to go out and exercise the power. Now, I want you to think of a time that you can go out after today's services and exercise your God-given authority. And immediately, I'm sure somebody thought about a relative. I'm just saying. But you have that of power, and are you using that God-given authority? Are you exercising it? I could give you several examples in Scripture of people exercising their God-given authority, but I'll just give you a couple because we don't have a whole lot of time. Look at uh, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Peter had the authority to heal lame folk, crippled folk, right? Now, Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. <clears throat> That's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, by the way. I wonder what happened if a lot of people stopped and prayed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They tell us that at 3 o'clock in the morning is when the uh, demonic forces try to come out and do whatever they do. So we just need to uh, reverse that and pray at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man from his mother, a, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that enter into the temple. How many know that everybody knew who that lame man was? Because he was there. For years and years and years. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said look on us. Are you fastening your eyes on folk? Or are you just walking right on by and not notice them? I'm, I'm starting tomorrow night in my LCU class, this is my second class that I'm teaching, and it's uh, the principles of leadership, and it's based on the book of uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell, who's the leadership guru and stuff like that, and one of the main points that he made 
years ago that I've never forgotten is walk slowly through the crowd. <clears throat> walk slowly through the crowd. In other words, take time to say hi and shake their hand or do their elbow or do the, however you want to do it. But take time to do that. Peter had fastened his eyes on this lame man. And what did he tell him to do? He said, look at us. <clears throat> look at us. Peter knew he had the authority to do what that man was asking. You have the authority to do what people are asking. What are people asking? And, and, and understand this. Now, there are people, you know, that can take advantage of you when, you know, we're talking about, you know, can you loan me some money and all this sort of thing. When what they really need is a deep healing in their emotions, right, and in their spirits. And, and, and we have that authority for that healing to take place. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'll do this at the end. But the authority we've been given doesn't come from us. It comes from him. So Peter said, look on us. Let's go a little bit further. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he gave heed unto them. Now, there's going to be some people that you're going to feel like you need to pray for. They're going to, they're going to tell you no. What do you do at that point? You don't whimper. You don't cower in the corner. You go on to the next person that God lays on your heart. Because you got to understand that what God's given you, if they don't want it, we can't force it on them. Amen? Go on to the next one. Don't worry about people that say no. <clears throat> There's people in the congregation. You can almost look at them and know that while you're up here preaching, their mind is way, way a million miles away. But that's okay. We reach who we can reach. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave a heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Church of the Living God is a Holy Ghost church. We're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the moving of the Spirit. We believe in the Word of God. We believe in salvation. People know out in this city that we are Pentecostal people. And they expect certain things. You know, I, when I worked at the Urban County Government, this one guy <clears throat> would always, and I know he was joking and, and stuff like that, but he would introduce me. He said, uh, this is Mike Smith. He's a pastor. He goes to a snake handling church. Always. He would say he's a snake handling church. And I would just laugh it off. It's, it's no big deal. But people expect certain things of us. It's time that people start expecting us to lay hands on them and they be healed out in, the, out in the workplace, in the office, at Walmart, wherever we go. I'm talking about are you exercising your God-given authority? Well, who am I? Don't give me that. Who are you? If you're saved, you're a daughter of God, being a girl. If you're saved and you're a man, you're a son of God. Start acting like it. Start acting like your father. Start acting like your elder brother. Amen? Then Peter said... Now, understand this. He was expecting money because the Bible says that he was at the gate called Beautiful for alms. He was expecting money. Then he, he didn't really don't want to hear this. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. If I'm wanting money from somebody, I don't want to hear, well, I ain't got none. You know? <clears throat> there are times uh, that... Uh, I'm out and, you know, you see these people at the stop signs and homeless, blah, 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 and they'll ask you for money. Of course, I haven't been asked because I usually don't look at them. But I, people have asked me for money before, and I say, they say, do you, do you have so-and-so? I said, no. 
And I'm thinking in my spirit, not for you. Because you can't trust them. You know, uh, Debbie Fatkin at uh, Clark County Community Services says, uh, don't even give them a gift card. Don't even give them anything like that because they'll go around the corner and trade that gift card for a $5 fix. Right? So you can't trust them. But he, Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. What do you have this morning? You have God-given authority to heal sick folk. You have God-given authority to preach to them the Word of God. You have God-given authority to minister to that person. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. Give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And what happened? Verse 7, and he took him by the hand. Peter reached his hand down and took the man by the hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. In other words, he didn't go back to where he came from. He went with them into the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm talking about are you exercising your God-given authority? And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Wouldn't it be an awesome thing if somebody come to you, uh, at Kroger, I'll use Kroger instead of Walmart, and say, will you pray for me? I'm determined, or I've decided when someone comes up to me and says, will you pray for me in, in a place like that? I say, well, let's pray. I'll say, let's pray right now. But wouldn't it be something if what you prayed brought healing to their body and people at Kroger saw it? Right? What are, what's the reason for tongues and healings and miracles? Well, healings and miracles are for people to be healed, but it's a sign. The Bible says tongues are a sign to the unbeliever. Okay? When people start getting healed in this place, you can better believe it that they're going to come and see what's going on because they need what we have. Are you exercising your God-given authority? So he had authority to heal the lame man. He also had authority to cast out devils. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. There's something about prayer. I said, there's something about prayer. When's the last time you prayed? I'm not talking about over the cornflakes or the frosted flakes. I'm talking about when you got down to business with God and said, Father, I need this. I need you to do this on my behalf. I need you to use me. I need you to help me realize I've got God-given authority to heal the sick. I've got God-given authority to take authority over the devils that are trying to destroy my family. Amen? Paul had the authority to cast out devils. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She made other people money. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. Be careful when you hear people call you a man or a woman of God. Make sure that you know who it is and that you know their life. Because not everybody calls you a man and woman or God are for you. As this scripture shows us. Let's go a little bit further. These are the servants of the Most High God which shew unto us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. She was becoming a nuisance. She was becoming a nuisance to the men of God as they were trying to do the ministry. There will be people, it's going to shock you, that are going to get on your nerves. One, because they don't believe what you're preaching or ministering. And number two, they don't have what you have and they're jealous. And the church said. 
truth. Are you exercising your God-given authority? Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, to the spirit, not the woman. Understand this. When people come against you, don't look at the person. Look at the spirit behind it. Okay? But then you got to be careful because when you look at them and you say, get behind me, Satan, they're going to think you're calling them the devil. You, know, you just got to be careful with that. But he spoke to the spirit and he said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Paul had the authority to cast out devils. So do you. So do you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now this one kind of I thought, whoa, you have the authority to lay hands on someone and expect them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You have that authority. Acts chapter 19, verse 1, it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Two different things, two different things. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Must have been a Baptist church. I mean, oops, oh, well, at least that's not going out over Facebook, sorry. You know, Baptist folks are filled with, there are Baptist folks that are filled with the Holy Ghost. There's Catholic people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. I just don't understand, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost at a nominal church, why stay there? Unless you know, without a doubt, God sent you there to start the fire there. You have God-given authority to start the fire. Amen. Verse 3, And he said unto them, Unto then were ye baptized, and they said unto John's baptism, then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, in, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. You have authority to lay hands on people and they be filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you exercising your God-given authority? That's the question. That's the whole, whole question today. And if you're, I'm going to wait. Let me get a little bit further. So we do have God-given authority to heal the sick, cast out devils, lay hands on people, and they be filled with the Holy Ghost. We have that God-given authority. And it's not just those things. It's so much more. We have God-given authority to speak things that are not as though they are. What are you speaking into your life? What are you speaking into your family's life? Right? Let me give you a couple more scriptures and then we'll be done. So we've been given that authority. So what do we do now? What do we do with our God-given authority very, very, this is scripture that we all know. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, 20, the Great Commission. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So if we're filled with the Holy Ghost and we've been given that authority and we exercise that authority, it's our responsibility to go teach folks about it to tell them about it, to demonstrate the power of God in our life. Are you exercising your God-given authority? And if you're not, why aren't you? Why aren't you? Because let me tell you something, folks. <clears throat> I was, I'm, I'm on some kind of thread, and, and they were talking about 
politics and religion and stuff like that. And I'm convinced that Jesus was involved in politics. Because anytime you talk about taxes, it's involved in politics. And he said, render unto what Caesar, what Caesar's and unto God, what's God's, right? But <clears throat> we've got a man in the White House now that has signed an executive order providing billions of dollars to, peop- to nations overseas to fund abortions. Think about that. We've got a man in the White House, and listen, I don't care if it's Joe Biden, whoever it is. We've got a man in the White House telling men that today may decide their woman can walk into a woman's bathroom and do whatever they do. It's called wickedness. It's not just sin, it's wickedness. And if the church doesn't exercise her God-given authority by standing for righteousness, ain't nobody going to do it. Ain't nobody going to do it. So it's time that we exercise authority. So how, what can we do? He's signed these executive orders, and just for the record, he has signed, I think I read it was 28 executive orders and 12 proclamations, okay? In the first nine days, I think he had signed 20 or something like that. In Donald Trump's first however long, he signed one. Barack Obama signed five, and I think George Bush signed four. So Joe Biden has signed more executive orders in his first however long he's been in office than the last three or four presidents combined. Executive orders that bypass the legislative branch, that bypass the judicial branch, that's called dictatorship. That is called dictatorship. Church, it's time that we exercise our God-given authority and stand for righteousness and stand against wickedness. Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.